Every story starts somewhere. In this podcast, we'll take you to the four corners of Ireland, from craggy cliffs and bare-topped hills, to bog-drowned fields and sacred wells. Who knows where we'll end up? In the 1930s, the National Folklore Commission asked school children all over the country to collect stories and folklore in their local area. Thousands of children went home to their parents, grandparents and neighbours and gathered tales of the past from their elders. These were local tales about magical hills, miraculous lakes and life-saving wells dotted across the landscape. These stories form the basis for our adventure. But come with us now as we join our storyteller. I wonder where we'll begin today. This is Where the Story Begins. Hello, my name is Stephen, and today we're going to be exploring a town called Abbey Leaks. I moved around a lot in my life. I've never lived in one town for longer than about six years at the very most. But Abbey Leaks is one of the towns I lived in for a while as a child. In fact, it's where I had most of my primary school education. Abbey Leaks was founded in around 1183. It was built around a Cistercian monastery, and that's how it got its name. It was originally built closer to the River Nore. However, after it was flooding regularly, it was decided at around 1790 to level most of the town, with the exception of the post office and the hanging tree, and to move it further away from the river. As it happens, I lived right next door to the old post office and the old hanging tree, in a spot that's now called Old Town. And so the story I've picked out to share was recorded from a resident of Old Town, someone who lived in the same area I did, which I thought was nice. Many, many years ago, Neil O'Shea and his wife Kathleen lived in a little cabin on the banks of the Nor, not far from Abbey Leaks. Many a dark winter's night, Neil guided poor travellers across the old ford over the Nore, and so, one wild night, he came on a poor creature who had lost a leg in an affair with smugglers, and was now begging his bread from door to door. An old sailor he was, and glad enough to get the night's lodging from Neil. The next morning, the poor man was asked to stay. And that was just what he did. Day in, day out, he sat at the ford begging. And as he wore a big red nightcap, he was soon called the Bochuch Rua. The little bit of money he gave the O'Shea's for his support came in useful. And so things went on till old Neil died. And as kind as he had been to the Bochuch, his son Terry was kinder. One fine morning, however, the Bacha said, Terry Alana, I won't be alive in twenty-four hours. Wished now, said Terry. Keep up a good heart and I'll run for the priest. 
But the Bacha said it was no use, and he went mad entirely when Terry asked for money to get a doctor. If I have as much as would buy me a coffin, says he, may my soul never rest. And so he died without the priest, after Terry had promised to bury him with his nightcap on. The night after, the Bacha appeared, trying to tear off his nightcap. Terry was frightened and told his mother, I'll go bail the strings of his cap weren't loosened before he was nailed in the coffin, said the mother. And there's never a corpse that can rest easy while there's a tie or knot on its grave dress. And a kushla, says she, go with a neighbour and open the grave and see if anything is astray. Terry did as his mother said, and sure enough the cap was tied tightly, and just as he was in the act of unloosing it, a golden guinea dropped out. Terry said nothing, but closed the grave, and at nightfall came back alone, opened the grave again, and found a hundred gold guineas in the cap. However, the Bacha came again in his dreams, this time pointing to a large stone in the brink of the river. Terry went and moved the stone and found a big leather pouch of money. And wasn't he delighted, because now he could marry Oni Kinsella, a rich farmer's daughter. That night, however, it seemed the Bacha was in the house again. Chains rattled, pots were thrown around, and the naked fire blown out of the hearth. At daybreak, poor Terry put the money in his mother's apron and sent off with it to the priest's house. I won't have anything to do with it. It is not mine, said the priest. But take it to the landlord, and he can use it for some public works. But Terry ran away, leaving apron and money on the floor. That evening the priest's servant took it to Maryborough, and in twelve months a fine bridge of seven arches spanned the Nore at the very spot where the Bacha Rua used to sit, and anyone has any doubt on the matter, has only to drive out some fine day from Abilix, and he'll see the seven arches, of which is now called Poor Man's Bridge. I think I've only crossed Poor Man's Bridge about a half dozen times in my lifetime. It's between Abbey Leaks and nowhere that a small child really needs to go unless they already know someone who's there. So there wasn't really much reason for me to cross that bridge very often. I would occasionally do so when I was helping my mother who would teach uh, drama classes in various schools nearby, but that was about it. One thing I find pleasantly enigmatic about this story is that the informant is listed only as O'Toole. No first name and no age or anything given. And this is the only entry in which O'Toole, the individual, is credited. Which gives it to me a pleasant but inconsequential air of mystery, which I quite like. One thing I like about this story is that the Bacha obviously had enough money 
to probably buy a house, just set aside, and was still living out basically in the wilds until some kind person offered to take him in. And he was still helping to provide for himself. And you have to wonder why he was hoarding all of that money when he could have taken care of himself at any point. It's just an interesting facet to the story that, that I quite like. Anyway, that's, that's, I think, all I have to say about this story. I think it's, it's quite nice. It's, it's a little bit amusing. It's a little bit charming. And I always like ghosts and spooky things. They, they make me happy. So this is Stephen signing off and handing you back. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Where the Story Begins, brought to you by the National Leprechaun Museum. You can find out more about this story, this place, and many others by checking out the website of the National Folklore Collection, duchas.ie. That's D-U-C-H-A-S dot I-E. You can also find out more about this place on loganum.ie, the place names database of Ireland. That's L-O-G-A-I-N-M dot I-E. The National Leprechaun Museum celebrates Irish folklore and mythology through the oral storytelling tradition. You can find us on Jervis Street in Dublin, Ireland and on leprechaunmuseum.ie. Today's shamfuckal is Is Gyalashum Vikdov and Yarak Fain. The raven thinks its own nesting is fair.